0: Old joke. You you heard this from uh, Jap Jewish American princess. Yeah. You know. Well, we have caps Chinese American princesses and 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 Baps Black American princesses. The point of it is, is you know the the cultural differences are outweighed by the the cultural similarities. You know, I go to my friend Rob's house, who's Chinese, and it's like being in any Jewish household. You know, mom's mom's cooking and everyone's eating and. Same, same, but different. Same, same, but yeah. Same, same, but more different. Mm. Same, same, but more, more same. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, uh, the the only difference being the language. And
1: I mean, there are
0: little differences. Yes, but it's
1: not that these like people are people are people.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. Well, one of the things I love about like food, if you eat another culture's food, automatically you you know this is that whole breaking bread thing. You are you know oh wow come to dinner. You know, it's like one of the things that I've always fascinated, like you go to a Japanese restaurant and, and I mean a real Japanese restaurant, not a, you know, someplace that's owned by. And if you, you're eating like you should not like, the if you're not eating like, not like a Westerner, suddenly you get really good service and, and they like you a lot because you're, you're, you're liking their food. You're not liking the stuff we do for the Westerners because, <laughs> you know, yeah. they're the ones who are going to eat the, the shitty stuff, you know. Um, and that's the, that's the key thing. It's like I was at a Chinese restaurant and I grew up in, like I said, New York, Chinatown, etc. And uh, one of, you know, I, I know how to order some things in Chinese. And I know dishes that you're, that, you know, they're the dishes you normally see in a Chinese restaurant if you're in a really good Chinese restaurant in like New York or whatever, where half the writing, you know, they the use this size, but then there's all these little notes on the wall. So if you're Chinese, big you can ch- read Big chalk Bar or whatever. Yeah, it's like little, little things in writing in Chinese. And I know what to order. And uh, I, had, or I tried to find out if they had uh, bakchuhar, which is a, a steamed shrimp. And the guy comes out of the kitchen, who owned the restaurant, he was like, how did you know about that? And we started talking, and like, all of a sudden, here, let me make you this. And suddenly we had this whole meal. He couldn't make what we wanted, but suddenly we were eating what he eats, not yeah. what he makes for the rest of the restaurant. Yeah. You know? And it's that cultural- It's the way to go. Oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. And Mike and I were like, yeah, we want that sure yeah okay what the what was it you got the pizza with <laughs> <what> was it <laughs> clams I think clams at the Japanese restaurant that was that was awesome thing. I was like yeah. pizza in a Japanese restaurant what but with clams okay. you know so yeah I mean it, it's I, I think it's you know it's one thing that always bothers me most about I mean the scene in general because we tend to um, what's the word I'm looking for not just appropriation but we we take things on
1: a pedestal maybe. yes
0: yeah, we put it I mean, on the pedestal. It's,
1: it's that. It's the. I think the. I forget who termed it. Orientalism, like. Yeah, well, way back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's you know, it's the same as the the noble savage or the whatever. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> He, this yeah. is a different culture, and so they must be
0: superior to ours in some right. way. Like, yeah, they're different, and they're different. They're, and yet, there are similarities. They're yeah, people, you know, they still put a they put their moccasins on one one moccasin at a time. You yeah. know, Unless they walk barefoot. Unless they walk barefoot, and they, say, well, barefoot, and they wish they could put one foot on. At, at a time, yeah. You know, they're Clive Barker. But <laughs> I should do a little dinosaur dance there. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's. It, but that's the whole point of this it's, it's it annoys well like like i do whips and i I've, I've i've seen teachers who are actually pretty good teachers but they they couch the whip in this mystique of s&m and it's like it's a western device people you know there's there's you know there are hundreds of groups that do whip throwing they have nothing to do with s&m we motivate cows to move from so, here to there, <laughs> there. <laughs> Yeah, know the australians have them and we, we pervert them for kink but that's not what they were designed for but you wouldn't know that you know when i first got on the scene there was some people it was like i i i was, getting somebody to acknowledge that there were people who were using whips to just use whips like you said move cows or was was near impossible because remember you know you have to watch out for that whip and all this and the same thing with rope you know um you know, uh, where did this come from and stuff like that. Uh, you know, is it Japanese? Ooh, it's Japanese, and you're like, really? So what? You know, or why? Why do we have to make this distinction um, when we have something to share? What you know, they're they're perfectly willing to share it in that sense. Hey, you like rope? I like rope. Let's let's go tie up some chickens. Yeah, you know, and let's have fun. You know. <laughs> <You know>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That those one of the things I really enjoyed when we were to Hong Kong talking about because of, because it brought to of my, my own frustrations with um, certain people you know, and they're they're I am I am teaching you Japanese. I'm like, well you're teaching your cultural imperialistic appropriation of what Japanese should be.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes, we will never I mean, it's one of those things, like, you either say like, they come with that attitude that's sort of correct, like, yes, we will never do true Japanese bondage because we do not have, we did not grow up there, we do not have the same cultural cues. Okay, then why are you teaching it? Like, yeah. But, like, yes, we will never do, we will never do bondage the same way as them. Then again, none of these guys had the same cues as any like nobody has exactly the same it's like suggesting that everyone in Japan grew up with the same background <laughs> the same experiences has the same social cues there is a homogenous culture there that, that like everyone was exposed to all I guess there is a certain amount of the you know the, the, the societal unconsciousness sure, sure but at the same time like all of the guys over there have grew up differently, with different backgrounds, right. and they have different things that they're bringing to the table.
0: Sure. Well, and also there's a thing, oh, you cannot re- back engineer, you know, tying. And I'm like, so wait a minute, if the Japanese are, if someone Mook is producing all of these how-to Japanese books in Japanese, well, then who are they selling them to? Oh, wait, the Japanese. And, you know, how many of these guys who became tires started out by looking at, oh, wait, Japanese freaking porn and looking and going, well, how do I tie that? How did he tie this? Let me try tying this before yeah. they ever got ahead of a teacher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I think the the teachers are a lot more accessible there. True. And the like getting to like, it, it's a lot more trivial to go to a group or go to a night and learn to tie from someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. All right. Um, but you still have to get up the nerve to do it. Yeah. So at yeah, some yeah, point yeah. you're I mean, buying you the probably, porn book and turn already, your You've already tied your girlfriend up a couple times by right. the time you get up to go there. Like, yeah. like, oh, hey, I, I can't make this look nearly as awesome with as much, you know, facility yeah. as as they do on that movie. Yeah. Like,
0: I, I snuck that book out of my, my dad's thing and I tied up my girlfriend, but I'm gonna have to wait till I'm whatever 18 or whatever before I can go to you know, yeah, a, a, a Nuriki class or something like that. Yeah,
1: one of the who it is, I think. Uh, one of the guys that's currently, like, one of the bigger uh, professional riggers and yeah. runs a club in, in um, G- Tokyo right now, like, he really talks about waiting until he was, like, of the appropriate age where he, he could get, out, get to one of those classes right. and, like,
0: but... Um, so, wait, so you mean just, like, in the U.S. or... England or whatever, where you know, hey, I'm I, as a kid, I'm growing up with porn, seeing all this stuff, trying to back engineer it. And, oh wait, waiting until I'm of age to go to the place to actually learn. Yeah. You know, same as <laughs> wonderful. So yeah, all that argument goes out the window. Right? But this is this is the point I'm trying to make. You know, it's yeah. it's that element that um, yes, you, I mean, like I always talk about um, the fact that rope is endemic to the Japanese society. It's a, you know, Shinto religion has massive amounts of rope in it. You're talking about an iron poor culture uh, originally. So they still have all these things like, you know, in the market, there's that thing with the, you know, the twists with the grass to make uh, an egg cage or things like that. I mean, not as much today, but it's still, it's a part of their cultural heritage and tying knots and other, you know, using rope within the culture itself. So there's an awareness of rope You know, if you go back before, you know, the industrial era. So the reality of it is, um, you know, there's more of an awareness of it already. And the fact that, well, let's face it, their attitude towards sex and and kink is much more liberal in some ways than it is here. Because think about it. Um, uh, You have somebody like, uh, what's his name, Uh, the photographer, uh, oh, great, the one I did, uh, the... Not Kobayashi, when I did the window for Diesel. He's a famous photographer, he does fashion, and he also does bondage. Why am I probably blind? Oh, Araki, the photographer Araki. That was it. Is Kobayashi a murderer? I think it's Araki. Anyway, Araki is a high end fashion photographer you know this, he's 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 like not quite an Avedon but he's you know he's like he does their fashion models okay he also shoots porn <laughs> yeah and if you you know a, 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 in America the west if you tried if you tried running doing that you know you couldn't do it you'd yeah. have to incorporate separately you have to incorporate separately and also hide unless of course you, well actually there's that one guy Richard whatever his name is who's kind of sleazy who does that but that's a whole another story the point is it's not a, a normalcy, it's the exception to the rule, yeah. you know. And that's a big difference, you know, yeah. and, and that's what I mean. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of Puritanic, Pur, Puritanism that's been brought to there from the U.S. after World War II, because of World War II. But yeah. you still have a, 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 an openness in that sense that you don't have here in that sense, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know, a, a, the, I don't. Quite, I honestly do not quite understand, in the Japanese view, the relationship between bondage and kink, or kink. I'm sorry, between bondage and kink, usually uh, <laughs> between like yeah, kink yeah. or bondage and so forth and uh, sex, right. because on one hand, like they are completely intertwined. Like all the sex clubs have rope, have all yeah. their bondage, kinky stuff, and on the other hand, I get asked so which do you like kink or sex (laughs) and when i answer can't it be both you know they think that's just everyone's laughing like like somehow i've said the most clever or ridiculous thing they've ever heard like i well i don't know like the so in one case it's intertwined in the other case it seems like completely separate but, I don't know, it's sort of a dichotomy that they're, that they, because they sure. are able to understand it in that way, and because I'm coming at it from outside, like, I'm trying to apply logic well, to it rather than just that this is the way things right. are.
0: Well, the kink also is what do they mean by the word kink, and what do they mean by the word sex, and what do they mean by kinky and sex? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, one of the problems in the... In the I mean, Western Western, I think they
1: might have, I think it might have been like BDSM or
0: Okay. Or something like something like that. But no, I, understand, I understand. Again, it, it's, it's without getting too you know, because we don't have the format, we don't know exactly what they're meaning. But um, it's like in the West, you have the you know certain areas, you have the distinction between you know if you do BDSM, you don't do sex, you know, and if you sex, you don't do BDSM. It's like the the whole dichotomy between swingers and uh, kingsters. But then you also have like Boston has a lot of crossover. Now, New York actually is now getting a lot of crossover. Uh, Seattle is in, San, in the San Francisco, massive crossover. I mean, it's you know, if you're not having sex while you're already in BDSM, what are you doing? And, and to a great degree, I, I look at this and I, we have our own artificial, you know, barriers. Yeah. is there because you think about it, we have um, we, uh, we
1: make this distinction. Honestly, so. I think that is one of the things that makes the BDSM community so hard to understand from outside <laughs> if we just told people like, yeah, we do this shit cause it's hot and you know, sex is fun yeah. and like adding this stuff to it makes it, you know, hotter. People can understand that. Like yeah. they might not necessarily approve. They might have problems with it a little bit, maybe not depending on the person, but like a little slap and tickle. People understand that sure. handcuffs <laughs> in the bed. They understand <laughs> it. If we start saying, Oh no, 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 this isn't sex. This is BDSM. Yeah. Oh. You confuse the fuck out of people. Like, yeah. wait, why are you doing what? Sure. What? And that's, I think, like, trying to try this. The, the, like, I know when I was first starting to look for information on stuff, a lot of the websites were, you know, really trying to delineate, like, you know, oh, this is not, this doesn't have to be sexual. This is, right. you know, very whatever. It's its own separate thing. And, and it's just like,
0: <laughs> who are you, weirdos? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I always like making the distinction. I tell people, look. What we do are tools to get what we want. Yeah. Now the tools themselves can also contain their own their own illnesses of desire. Like I like whips. I'm a sadist, so I like hitting people with whips. Do I like getting my cock sucked afterwards? Sure. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, sometimes I just like hurting somebody. But the point here is, in, for me, everything is a tool. So the issue becomes not is the tool specific to sex, but do I incorporate it or don't I? Yeah. You know? Um, if I'm tying somebody up, what's my reason for tying them up? And you know, for the large part, it's yeah, I want to have sex. I want to get fucked. Other times, I'm doing it for art. I love. Yeah. I love how it looks. I love the way it makes you know affects people. The joke is, once I get the rope off, I'm probably going to get laid anyway afterwards. Yeah, so I
1: mean, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Every king, every bond, or whatever is always. I mean, I well, remember, I'm, I'm only talking
0: from my perspective. Yeah, no, I'm but, not, I'm, but I, I, I am but for I'm,
1: a I'm certain. I'm simply. I'm, I'm not saying like there isn't such a thing as. BDSM without sex, you know, without sex, (laughs) that it's always intertwined. Like, even I, like, do a lot of things because they're fun and it's not sexual for me, but I enjoy it. But I'm just saying, like, this, this, trying to draw this really hard line, oh, it's not, like, that is probably more alienating than,
0: like, no, I no, I totally agree. Another thing what a joke is, like, you look at the Fifty Shades of Grey stupidity, okay? And in the scene, everyone's like, oh, my God, this isn't what we do. I'm like, yeah, it isn't. This is the same thing as Story about. This is the same as thing as any generalized uh, um, softcore or even hardcore uh, erotica that anyone, whether it's pictures or writing. Uh, if you're in the so-called vanilla world, ooh, this is kind of fun. Kiki, you don't need to know about... The, well, what you're doing there is hardcore, old guard, you know, leather or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, does this turn you on? Yeah. Do you want to get laid from it? Is this going to be fun? You don't have to do perfectly just get in the bed and, oh, we had fun. Damn, I'm hard. Let's have fun, you know. Or let's fuck, or damn, I'm wet. Let's, you know. Or whatever gender, and you know, whatever your gender influence, insert here, um, or preference. Uh, the, the point is, though, is that, like you just said, we th- we almost do this to justify what we're doing because you know sex would be too would be the would be too silly, sex would be oh, we're ashamed of it. Well, sex yeah. is dirty. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of so. Yeah, We are dirty, dirty. People. We are dirty. Oh, very fair. Dirty, Ooh, dirty yeah. rope. Yeah. Oh, ba- okay. Anyway, right. so <laughs> this moment of audible porn brought to you by the letters B A D P O R N. So anyway uh bad porn yeah yeah imagine if they did that for the doctor and said bad wolf it was bad porn <laughs> bad porn so make my blue my blue box friends happy but yeah i mean it, it, but again, you know, like the japanese have a histro a, a historical, historical background in regards to their culture, of regards to certain types of humiliation. I mean, there's an entire thing, like there's a number of uh, uh, cartoonists who have done things on um, parasites. They have, there's a whole thing of parasite play in that, with theirs and you know, intestinal and all this, you know, very strange things about the body that we look at and go like, what the fuck? Because of their cultural background. I'm, I will I may get aroused by it but my arousal towards it has nothing to do with what arouses them towards it because I don't have that cultural background and you know something I'm not going to share but here's the weird part dream of the fisherman's wife <laughs> what dream of the fisherman's wife no 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 it was a well dream of the fisherman's wife what's that it's that famous paint isn't that the name of the famous? <gasps> oh the octopus yeah yes, yes yes yes. the octopus yes 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 exactly exactly but yet there are there are themes in that that Transcend culture, you know, I mean, the fallicism and stuff like that. But what I was trying to say is, look, if you like rubber, every time I talk to a real rubber fetishist, there are, whether it doesn't matter whether they're German, English, whatever, There's just, there are shared elements to that fetish. Rope, if you talk to, if I, if we, we were to sit down and talk to Kenoko, and he was he was actually going to, you know, like, not fuck with us about the English. Uh... Um, you know, even not. Just chat with them about it. Um, the similarities of like yeah. about what rope does massively outweighs the dissimilarities. We like rope. Why we like rope? How we tie? There might be the societal. Well, I like doing this because I like things coming out of a girls' nose.
1: Or, or the societal like difference between how we perceive helplessness versus how they perceive helplessness. Exactly. Like. In the West, when we you know we go back going back to the escape, inescapable bondage, like the being able to tie someone up, sit back and watch them struggle, right. you know, in seeing they're helpless versus there, like you just have to put them in it and demonstrate that they're helpless, and you, it, like it's coming from probably the same motivation, right? But it's
0: just different ways to do it. Exactly, and and there's a cultural perspective on it. Um, we can pretend to do that. And you know, I'm sure there are Westerners who, you know, they built that in, oh, I want to be this, which is fine. But it's it was like, I, I, I love telling a story about uh, my, my relatives have a friend, my parents have a friend who's wealthy and he takes people, uh, he does these these uh, dinners and he'll pick up the tab and uh, he was taking everyone to a, this really awesome Chinese restaurant at one point. And we sit down and I ordered a Coke. And everyone's table looked at me like I, I, I was never invited back to this because I ordered a Coke. Now, we're in a Chinese restaurant where everyone's table has Coke on it. If you go to a Chinese restaurant, all of the Chinese will, you know, everyone in China, everyone orders a soda of some sort, okay? But we had to be, it's not Chinese enough. So we had to have our tea and the, <laughs> and all these other things that not one single Chinese in the room we were in were having or if they had it it was at their table but they were having a Coke instead of drinking they might have drunk their tea to clear the palate but that was it you know so we're imposing our cultural uh, background on it whereas this is not what they're actually doing yeah you know so yeah
1: (laughs) I don't know and I don't know one of the things I think is sort of the most dangerous and kind of harmful attitudes is, is when people start talking about this, isn't the right way to tie that thing. Yeah. It starts the, 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 the insinuated like logical extension is that there is a right way. Yes. And the extension of that is that, you can use that right way to tie everyone for anything, mm-hmm. and that's incredibly dangerous. <laughs> like
0: that—that yeah. that is. It's like the philosopher's stone of rope, you know. Yeah. If you have a philosopher, if you have the ultimate philosopher's stone, you know, inesca- it is purely inescapable, and they will—they will dissolve.
1: Oh, I mean, there are certain ties, like, um, like, like the, the really large, like over, the overly not, the, 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 the 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 really uh, elaborate Kanoko hip harness. Okay. Um, is. Like, yes, you can suspend somebody in just about any direction from different places, and the person's almost not going to fall and never going to fall out of it. On the same hand, on the other hand, I guess, uh, there's a bunch of people I know who find it incredibly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, it's safe, but it's not really the appropriate thing to put on that. Sure, sure. Um, they teach it because you're a beginner and you might do the wrong thing right. and I don't want to be responsible for you dropping someone.
0: Which, which, if you think about it, is exactly the same argument you hear on the West about what we might, like there's a huge, huge, uh, like I had, just had a huge fight on uh, the ref list, I do the, I run the uh, Rope Educators Forum on tests. I'm sorry, on Life tests. Oh, boy. And uh, S&M started a whole thing about um, incompetent teachers and it became, it became a nasty thing. And I just basically, I, I shut it down and I, I deleted it. Because it had nothing to do with being a, a reference for educators. It was, you know, let's watch, you know, s be a twat. And everyone else taught their own way about it. Yeah. And w- one of the elements of it, which, which when I had some back discussion with with uh, SNM about it, and I still have to get back to him some of the stuff, was his... Um, his polls of a good or a bad teacher were the gentleman who 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 in Italy who killed his his yeah. girlfriend uh, in a in a really stupid way accidental death, yeah. and um, some poor fat guy on YouTube doing a a, a, a not even a suspended putting somebody up on one foot and and having their arms and legs off to the sides on this this bad tie at a at a fetish. Um, night presentation at some club you know he's wearing a ninja a really bad ninja, big fat guy he was like wearing a ninja outfit. it was funny and a um, you know Chinese Chinese music Chinese pop music which made it even funnier so he's doing a Japanese theme to a Chinese Chinese pop music and well and he's going, well this guy teaches and I'm sort of like so you've, you've you've used as your example a dead guy who from what I understand was a very good teacher but didn't practice what he was, should have done you know, for his own stuff, you know, didn't have a safety equipment where he should have it. And a guy who's doing a performance and quite frankly, just doesn't show anything about his, you know, what ability he has or what the circumstances it was, or if this was like some low level club somewhere in the middle of, you you know, Camden or whatever. And... He may be Razzler decent as a teacher or not, we don't know. We don't know actually what he even knows from, the, knows from this thing, but this is what you're, you're using as your examples. Yeah. And, and that's not incompetent common teachers, that's, you've got an issue with people in general and uh, you're, you're trying to sell more videos than anything. And, um, you know, this, this, this whole thing goes back to like, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Naka, uh, Kiranaka. Uh, I've, I've got his uh, videos he was selling for a while of, of his, uh, you know, his little class on beginning bombs yes. and stuff. And, you know, there's, there's his, his low-end stuff where he's, you know, the early stuff where he's teaching how to do basics. And then there's his high-end stuff where he shows you him doing it, but he doesn't really show you how to do it because, well, it's a little higher end than the video. But he does something which I've never seen before in any of the other uh, 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 videos except for, uh, uh, what's his name, um, uh Uh, Go's uh, stuff, and Mm -hmm. Go does it in his book. He doesn't really do it in in his videos, which is a safety lecture. And I'm starting to see that it's where the West is actually influencing the Japanese because they never used to do that. You know, they might do it to say, "Well, be safe this way," but it wasn't the first thing they would talk about.
1: That, and as they as it becomes more mainstream, safety becomes more More of an
0: issue. Safety becomes number one. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't want to get fucking sued.
1: We don't want to get fucking and suit and like the more people like you have people into it that are, are I think it's kind of hot to be tied but not so much that like they're willing to take right. such a high
0: risk for things. Like exactly example. but it, it, it's also what I guess I'm trying to get to is just simply the fact that the um, uh, cross pollination yeah the cross pollination aspect of the fact that you know we all like rope and, yeah and so there is something going back and forth I mean I look at the fact that I think that Shibari Khan like uh, it was in Kanoko doing his uh, his uh, uh, rope uh, event, and I remember reading the the blurb about it that he wrote, and he basically said all these other people, you know, people were doing rope events it was time that we did a rope you yeah. know, about Japanese bondage and I, I, I got to thank him no end for doing it I mean I, I was trying to write him a letter I never got around to doing it you know just going dude thank you so so much for doing that I mean absolutely fantastic but when Mortis and I started Shibaricon we got a lot of shit from the western Japanese I've been taught in Japanese types for doing it because oh you're not Japanese you're not doing that, and the reality was if Shibaricon hadn't happened Kanoko wouldn't be doing his event yeah. Or if you would it, would, it would be something totally different it would probably be much later. And all of the rope events that you have now would not have happened if not for us taking that first step. Because before yeah. that event existed, um, uh, the state of rope in, in, in kink world, at least in the West that I know of, and I don't know nothing about Japan, uh, was essentially, well, sometimes somebody would come through and teach rope. But if you did rope, you weren't a serious sadist or bondage person. You're a rope guy, <laughs> you know. Because I
1: can cause a lot of pain with a rope.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay, dude, hands up. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, I we you know as a rope guy, I used to lie like really, really. And and if you were teaching rope at that time, be prior, you know, pre you know, uh, pre SB, you know, a, uh, was it uh, uh, BCAC? Uh, BCAC? BCSB you, know, mm. B, 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 you know before Christ SB yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so um be BB BBSB BBSB BBSC as opposed to ADSB <laughs> I know oh. SB versus you know AD okay yeah anyway that, yeah and anyway, we're going so, uh so before uh, if you did take any classes it was how to be do Fluffy rope, you know, don't hurt somebody. Tie loose, you know. Big thing was uh, uh, eight millimeter rope because, you know, basically eight millimeter rope you can't tie a fucking knot in. But the surface area will be much more comfortable. To
1: no, it. it won't. <laughs> Fuck me. Eight millimeter rope has to press four millimeters in to get eight millimeters wide.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm okay. Remember, okay, remember I do a thing I'm breaking scene tropes and the whole thing about you know if uh, the, the the original. Uh, logic structure thing that I, I, I pervert is the original, how, how we look at things and see how we appropriate con- uh, uh, medical and uh, engineering concepts, which is uh, the, the thing was, was it uh, Plato is, uh, man is mortal, Plato is a man, therefore Plato is mortal. So I've perverted that to being, when I do the scene trips class of, um Sivlaki is Greek, Plato is Greek, therefore Plato is Sivlaki. And that's how we appropriate medical knowledge. So, like you just said, as an engineer, yeah, eight mil doesn't really. But then there are people who like you know they they feel it does. Irrespective of that, um, this is what was being taught. Or another thing was take the core out of your your sleeved rope so it'd be squishier and remember, softer, nicer, fluffy. You know, would not be very effective. Yeah. You know, when I was in Australia, I got a lovely letter from this one girl who took my. Uh, 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 escape artist cl- uh, class and she was writing about the fact she was asking me how I did the thing around the neck where I did a, I did the diamond harness I'm showing how I ran my hand and used tension in order to do it low on the neck and do it safely or reasonably safely yes. and how to be in control of it and she says she couldn't remember it because she literally blanked because you know the, the red lights in her head were going off of you know Warning! Warning, Willow Robinson, don't do that. Bad, bad. Because here I am breaking the scene tropes that she's been taught. Do, you know, first off, necrope. Yeah, necro. And then on top of which, you're using four Well, Is she she right? Oh yeah. Uh, so we were taught. You know, everyone was taught. You know, don't use anything smaller than six six millimeter. Well, I guess that's right out <laughs> since you're using four mil. I'm like, yeah. She's mm-hmm. like, awesome. You know, but it's that element where everyone was knee jerking the reaction because the the teaching is X, but the, uh, 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 the reality is Y, but we're basing the reason why, because like, you know, there's, you know, Jay, uh, Jay Wiseman always writes his stuff. And people tend to take it as an absolute versus a cautionary. And then worse, we take, we, we take things from, well, I, I, I talked to my doctor about, you know, I had one guy, who stood up, and one person who stuck my uh, tropes class. And got incense, a little incensed about the fact that uh, I was talking about how most of the knowledge we have about cutting off you know breath play and, and you know, choking somebody out. Not that the information is wrong, but our medical conclusions are wrong, what is or what, it, what, what does or doesn't work. And I pointed out, uh, and again, I'm not doing the class, so I'm not going into detail, but he started saying, well, he talked to his doctor and his doctor had said that if you press on the carotid, you could get a blood clot.
1: Well, yes there is a small chance that you can get a blood clot and if the Doctor doesn't disclose that, and something happens. That's malpractice.
0: Right. It doesn't matter how small the thing is. Right. Yeah. But the problem is, in order, in order to be uh, susceptible to a blood clot by having, you know, a uh, vein pushed against, you're talking about a very small population, which means that the statistical average of you having that is sort of the same as if you happen to have a stroke at that moment, if you were or, or have your heart stop, which is. Uh, well, phrase that if you were to suddenly have a heart attack let's put it that way which is something you'd have to be predisposed to you know it's not something that's going to happen just because I mean if you're sitting on your ass and you haven't had a you know, haven't had a blood clot it's probably not going to happen in your neck unless of course you happen to have a history of blood clots or you happen to have been tested okay. and you are susceptible to that
1: if you're talking to a doctor in their yeah. office they're <laughs> never going to tell you yeah go take that risk
0: yeah yeah
1: you know, if you talk to a doc, a friend of yours that's a doctor after work, you know, and say, okay, right. this isn't medical advice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what's right. the actual thing here? You're going to get a different answer than, like, you're on the record. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's like I, I, I just, will you endorse me putting a, neck, a, throat, a rope around somebody's throat and squeezing it?
0: Yeah, Not so much. Not yeah. so much. and, and you're know I'm actually going to say something that I think will discourage you from doing it. So, I, you know, just, just to be a good doctor. Yeah. I, I know somebody who actually had a blood clot from a suspension. But this is somebody who actually, when you actually talk to her, you realize she's in that population of people who statistically could be prone to it because she's a heavy smoker, which is one of the major elements. She's in the right age group. She's, she was on certain medication. I mean, she basically was a candidate for a blood clot to begin with. Yeah. The rope was incidental. She could have been sitting down, quite frankly, to have gotten it or fell down on her ass to get it. Yeah. So... You know, the, the, the whole point of it, this was just that, um, you know, here they are teaching, you know, the safety aspect of the cross-pollination, but, you know, what do we really need to know? You know, the, the S&M list thing is, you know, what's in a common teacher? He's now started one, which I'm a little more happier with, although I have to join in on, on nerve damage. But he's gone out of his way to read stuff on nerves, some things on nerve damage, and he's talked to a doctor or two. The problem, though, is he has no empirical evidence in regards to, um, you know, what causes nerve damage within how we do our our tying. Because he's never done a, you know, like, okay, let's put somebody up for 15 minutes and see what happens to the hands and tie, you know. I mean, he's done his own experiments. But at the same time, when you talk to him, like, I found that, you know, if I lift some... The only way to find out
1: where the edge is is to go over it. And how many people are we going to see volunteering, like... Push me Uh, so we can get a statistically significant (laughs) group of data
0: that are gonna say, Push me so that I get nerve damage. I'd love to see that, like Columbia is doing a study on on suspension. Hello. Hey, friends. How's it going? Okay.